As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because he got a calendar. He got a nice little catalog. Mm. Why that one? That's one of my favorite. The way. I, man, the way he flowed. I got a track that I did where I was kind of flowing similar. Thug Misses from Everywhere, Mr. Jazzabelli. He came so hard. It was like. Yeah. The beat hard. Everything. Everything he does is hard. But that would, that would most definitely have to be. He has a version of the letter to my unborn that was on the Machiavelli mixtape series and not the album. Mm-hmm. That would be one of the beats I would choose. 
But if I had to go off the album, it would be off of it'd be the one with uh corrupt Daz, meth and red. Mm. Okay, that's dope. It's so many. It's so it's many. So, it's some good choices, from, right? I just personally like. See, I grew up like in West Coast, so regardless, like now, if you ask me to pick a quick beat, I can't answer that. I can't either. Cause quick got too many beats that I fuck with. But I can't. Um, are we? Are we? We, we, we recording. Oh, you, well, you can close it now, but. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Where I Come From. It is I, Mr. Tone Death. I'm back in the building on a random ass Tuesday. So if you're watching this exclusively on the TDR YouTube page, you are in for a treat. Um, only because I have been told several times by my guest today, this is an exclusive, so I'm allowed to ask her whatever the hell I want. And I've known her for a while, so I know a lot. I can ask anything and be okay with it. But I am joined by what I dub the jazziest woman from Milwaukee. Uh, she is a little bit of everything. She is a business owner, entrepreneur, a philanthropist, an MC extraordinaire, one of the dopest chicks you've ever known. More importantly, a three-year cancer-free survivor. Yes, um, it is my homegirl, Jazz Tyler. I don't think it's weird saying your last name like that now. You know, that's because you're saying it. You I know. It, right? It's just funny. <laughs> I, you know, I got to give you the professional introduction right. The world might know you as Jazzy Blanco. Yes. Jazzy Belly. Yes. That bitch that'll slap you on the weekend. Oh, not anymore. Okay. I'm glad you grew up. <laughs> you were a little violent something for a while. Um, I wouldn't say violent, just zero tolerance. Yeah. I give you that. Zero I give you tolerance. that. And I'm still zero tolerance. It's just in a different way. So what's changed about you? Everything. Let's Growth. start from the beginning. What changed? What's the first thing that you notice about you? Patience. Ooh. My patience. I have a lot more patience. And because of the things that I've been through, including cancer, um, I just don't have time to waste. Let's go there. Me and you reconnected literally months before you found out. Right. How was that experience? During the experience, um, I didn't... Okay, specifically, which cancer did you have? I had breast cancer. Okay. Yeah. I had breast cancer. Um, When I found out... I was kind of taken off guard. My aunt had just passed a year prior unexpectedly from cancer. Ooh. Um, so it was it was emotional, but I didn't I don't even think I cried. I didn't cry until like a year later. It just hit me when I realized. Cause when you found out, you told you told me at work. That was the funniest part. I found out randomly in the hallway at work and you was just like you know, I got cancer. All right, I'm about to quit. Because <laughs> yeah. you were like, I'm about to quit. And because I have to put on my mind. My mind frame was, let me armor up. Right. I'm about to go in and beat the fuck out of cancer. You know what I'm Which saying? You so did. I don't have no time. And move. I think it was the fact that I knew at that point in time, like, this was a battle you were going to win easily. Mm. No different than if somebody was across the table from you trying to go bar for bar. Right. I already knew that. Um but I think it was more so, it was your journey that I paid more attention to anything. 
Like even now, when you will bring up, you can't believe that this was two years ago, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't believe it's been so long, so fast, but I never had any doubt that you wouldn't be on the other end of it big time. So that's one thing I always loved about you. I appreciate that. It was it was one heck of a journey. Um, I think the most emotional part about it is that I had a cousin and a friend who was diagnosed at the same time that didn't make it. Damn. So uh, Quisha and Taz. And um, I visited both of them and, and spoke with them frequently. And we kind of was like on the same path. Same path. You know? yeah. But um, it was it was really just even more of a reason for me to be grateful. Right. Um, it was it was tough. The surgery was tough. After recovery was tough. How many surgeries did you have? I had four surgeries. The last surgery almost transitioned. Um, but it was more of a mental thing than anything. Right. So when I first got diagnosed, I just went for a, a, ran, a regular checkup, a right. yearly checkup. They felt the lump. I wasn't worried. I went to take the mammogram, and then they ended up finding something in the other breast. So the one he felt the lump in, it wasn't even cancerous. It was the other breast that they found. So you were benign in one and cancer in the other. Yep. That's wild. So um, when they initially told me, it was like, okay, what's cracking? What I like? What how I need we gonna to do? Beat this, you know? How we gonna do this? How long is it gonna take? Right. I got a tour coming up in two years. I need this <laughs> like, to be gone. Yeah, like we gonna get to it, but the process was so tedious and the process was so severe because at the, in the same breath because the first surgery I had, I had a mastectomy. Right. And they automatically put a um, um, implant. Right. My body rejected the implant. Because it was foreign. Right. So I had to go like six months without a breast on that side, which mentally was like draining. Right. Because initially it was like, I I don't want to, like, I was worried about dating. I don't want to have to explain this to people over and over, what I've been through, um, ha- having children again, if I wanted children, um, could potentially be an issue because the type of cancer I had was estrogen based, which right. means that it could, it could bring be. the cancer back. Right. So it was just so many things going through my mind, but then I just realized that there's only one being who has the last say so. Big facts. And he owed me five bucks. <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about that here today. <laughs> so that with that mind frame, um, that's what really got me through. I didn't cry until like a year afterwards because I was just I'm always in survivor mode. You are, and I'm I I'm kind of I commend you for that, but at the same time, I'd be worried because yeah. it's like, fam, you got some serious shit going on right now. Can you at least take, show, a take some emotion and realize? Man, listen, like, I, was, I went back to work two now. weeks later. You, I know you did. And and the, my doctor was like, is you trying to die? Like, I, for I, real? I know you did because you like quit a job, got a whole nother job Man, and listen. was still like, fam, cancer just don't go away like the common code. You gotta, you gotta chill. But I am glad to see you on this end. Speaking of jobs, you do a lot. <laughs> okay. Like, let's let's get the let's get the the common sense things out the way. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your company. Which one? See, that's what I'm talking about, fam. <laughs> Too many. What's your favorite one so far? Them is my favorite, but stop lying to so, yourself. It's no, like your kids, are. you get all of them, ain't your favorite. Yes, they are. There's okay. an order. 
so <laughs> so keep this right. So the first business I started was Keep Your Head Up Society. Yes. Um, that originated as a hip hop curriculum I created based around the body of work of Tupac. Um, I, I was blessed to um, sign a contract with the Milwaukee Academy of Science. I was going to get to that. Peace, Kaylin Jones. Keep going. Um, Kaylin Jones and shout out to uh, McHenry as well. They both allowed me to come in to conduct the, the hip hop curriculum. Okay. Um, during this time, this was maybe like a month before COVID hit. Um, so I didn't get a chance to finish you the didn't. curriculum, but, um, I still am in the works of figuring out something way bigger, um, on a larger scale as far as how I want to do that. Um, but also it is, it's basically a community organization. So I have a vacant lot on the block that I grew up on 14th of our life. Okay. Um, where is the zoo? Yes. Yes. Indeed. The original Zulu in case they didn't know. Um, but my family have been over there since 1959 and I wanted, I'm, I'm a firm believer in if everybody played their part, then things will get done. Right. I, I'm not trying to save the entire city, nor am I trying to save the entire world. I right. can only play my part where I come from. Exactly. So the hip hop gardens is just a place where, um, people can come and pick up fresh food. You know, I seen that it's just a, a gathering spot in the hood and we still building it. So keep your head up. Society is community based. Um, and then I think the most apart, exciting part about it is that I've been um, blessed to join forces with the organization, um, the, the Iverson Classics. OK, we're going to stop right here for a minute. So everybody in the world, you have one person you like, right? I mean, one person you fucking idolize to the point that if you've seen them in front of you. You might freeze and freak out. That is AI for her. So I don't so, idolize him. I don't mean idolize. Like, that is your celebrity. Well. How did we get here with him? Other than him crossing over Jordan. But. So. He, Iverson is like the Tupac of the NBA to me. This he's always has been. And everybody know I love Pac. So it's not, it's not like a, a liking thing. It's more so of when I. I don't even know if people know, but I played ball fifth through 10th grade. And majority of the time, that's what kept me busy. Um, I can actually see you balling, man. Yeah, and I was really I, I can literally like, see you dressing like a little tomboy, crossing <laughs> niggas over, talking big shit. I can see it. So I remember being in the kitchen at my KK house, and I believe this was his rookie year, maybe sophomore year. And um, it was like, I want to do that. So I was going to Hartford Elementary School. My homegirl, shout out to April, she used to take me on the south side to the Journey House because okay. she was hooping and she taught me how to play ball. Um, so when I seen how she played and when I seen how Bo played, it was like, okay, I used to want to be like Cheryl Swoops and Cheryl Miller, but right. now I want to be the first female AI. AI, right? Okay. Um, but it was just more than just basketball. I think it was something in him and Pac that I've always like connected with. They always go against the grain, but they always represent the hood no matter what. The authenticity. Yeah. And See, because during that time, I think when AI was in the league is when the NBA was trying to clean up their image mm -hmm. and got everybody wearing suits and all the good stuff like that. He was still being authentically himself. Right. You know. So that's what I gravitated towards. I gravitated towards the authenticity, but most important, I felt like out of all the people that were in that arena in which I was, I played ball, right. he was someone I felt like was from my hood. 
right. that I could relate to the most. He did give you that vibe that no matter where you're from, he's from your block. Yeah, and he, he has a, a, a light on him. Like, he, he he's doing something amazing. So, to fast forward to um, the um, Iverson classes, I went. So, typically, it's around my birthday. Right. And I went. I, I ordered tickets, but the pandemic came, so right. I wasn't able to go. So this year I ended up going and I and I went not because it's just the Iverson classes, but I seen the vision from afar. Right. It's it's pretty much like the black version of the All American, in my yeah, opinion. It was. Right. So when I went, it was like, yo, like everybody that knows me knows how I get down with the youth, with right. the community, Big with facts. anybody using their platform to uplift the youth. Um, black youth in particular. Right. And it was it was an amazing event, an amazing energy, and I was I was very very proud to even have gone and experienced it. Right. Um, Raven Jackson, she was the only young lady that played, and mm -hmm. I remember seeing a post that Bobby shout out Bobby Bates that he posted about Stephen Jackson hosting the I Have a Dream All Female Showcase in Memphis, okay. which was branched under the Iverson Classics. Right. And it was crazy because I was thinking like they should have something with more young ladies that could play, you know. And um, my first reaction was, "How can I help? Like, how can how can I be a part of this?" And it was like, yeah, "We always looking for community partners. Like, right. I don't want to be a part of the basketball aspect because that's not technically what I do now. Right? Um, I know my lane, <laughs> and my lane is community. When it comes to it, does serving the people and giving to the people. Right? That's what I'm about. So. It actually was like a month of us building and putting stuff together before it actually hit the internet. Okay. And I'm not big on notoriety. Right. I'm not big you on... You actually have been really low-key with all the moves you make. Yeah, because it's not about me. It's never you been know, about you. It's just you. walking that purpose. But I think... I, I remember driving. I was driving to get something to eat at night. And I put up IG at the stoplight. Don't text the drive. <laughs> <laughs> but look at dog I put up IG and the first thing I seen was um the Iverson Classics page that had my picture up that said that they partnered with me and I was like, yo, like you know what I'm saying? Wait, what? Like you, you wasn't ready for that? It hit me and it was like, man, like not once again, not because it's them, I mean, that's a part of it, but because I get to expand me helping people right. outside of my city, which is what I, I've oh, always wanted, wanted to, to. Now your reach is a lot, a lot longer than what it was before. So what is your end goal with this? Um, well, it's never an end goal because the work to assist the people is always ongoing. Is but true. I don't have any expectations. I don't have any goals of moving up or anything like that is strictly just about the people okay so you you brought up something early and i want to double back a little bit you uh are focused on helping the people's um the burleigh area um is a personal place for you yes um for those who live in the city of milwaukee you know we've had a really big issue with stolen cars lately um even to the point where dealerships now won't take certain types of cars in as trade-in mm. i've heard that a lot of these cars are now kind of being found over in that area mm -hmm. uh is there anything that you're looking to do to try to at least guide the youth in something different instead of looking at this as an avenue maybe finding some after school activities something basically to get our youth back to wanting to be more hands-on instead of just being out here wild and free 
first and foremost, I think, well, what I will start by with is by saying um, it's not a me thing, it's a us thing. And we have to understand that systematically there are things that have been put into place and are continuing to be put in place to force these type of things to happen. So um, for me, it's not a matter of judging because if I'm going to be realistic, they was doing the same thing in the 90s. It's just we didn't have social media, <laughs> social media, you know. So I think it's more so of a matter of we have different components um, that plays a part in this. The family, the household. It's not that the parents don't care about their children. They at they, work. They're too busy working. You know, I think the, the the I think where we went wrong is not allowing others in the community to assist us in raising our children. So if is we it can not allowing? Is it not just only allowing, or is it just people not caring? Because 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 we now have this thing where everybody's always talking about minding their own business, where they can see a situation going. Like just before we, me and you sat down, mm-hmm. had a whole domestic violence show that we have here on TDR, and and some of the conversation that came up was if you hear about your boy doing a DV type of scenario, do you intervene? So, and there are some people who just that's not my business. Yeah, and, and that's cool. That ain't for them. But for me, it's like I feel like I feel okay. For instance, um, it's it's two scenarios that happened to me in one week when I got back in town. Okay. The first one, um, I was going to get something to eat. I pulled up in the alley. The guy was just speeding crazy right. down the alley, and any other person would have been mad or not said nothing. And when we got out, I was like, bro, you scared me. Like, I was about to get out the car. I feel like you about to hit my car. Like, slow down. Be right. safe. You know? And he was like, you right. I got you. Like, my bad. You know? Yeah. The little kids, they was running through the alley. You know, they even stole these stories. I'm like, they like, what's happening? Like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think the, it's the approach. Like, we always come to the youth with an approach as if, we have to tell them what to do. We right. haven't even listened to why they're doing it in the first place. That's one of the things I've been actually telling a lot of people. We quick to say what somebody is doing wrong, but we're never asking them what's going on. And it's a lot going on. It's not just in the household. I mean, it's like I said, systematically, it's right. a lot going on. So it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot. I think I don't I don't know the solution. I'm trying to figure it out myself. All I know is that all I can do is play my part, which is connect with them and build with them as much as I can. And that's all I ask you to do. Because you definitely got a voice that needs to be heard. Um, speaking of voice, all voting is local. My sister <laughs> all voting is local. Yes. Tell me more about this. Because when I met, when, when, when I got back in contact with you, you were going heavy for the political scene here in the city of Milwaukee. So... What I will say, because I'm not at work, so (laughs) um, what I will say is that I never really went heavily with the political aspect. Uh, What I I ended up doing was becoming a bridge between people I know that sit in political seats Mm -hmm. and the people in the streets. So the reason why, shout out to Order Woman Cox, because I've been been rocking with Malele for a while and um, I grew up in her district. That's down near family to me. Yeah, like that's that's big sis. So she's one of the few people who is reachable and is actually true to the work right. and being committed to assisting the people. So that's what I do. I try to work with people like that. Right. And 
what I figured out was that there was resources at the city state level that our people could benefit from that we were not. So what I did was I simply just try to be that bridge to say, Hey, let me, you know, talk to them. I'm going to talk to y'all, set up some meetings, get y'all information. And that way, we can start owning our own businesses and right. you know so it's, it's not a political thing it's a people thing well i do have to give credit to lately the city of milwaukee i don't know if it's just the city of milwaukee or the people who love us lately have been creating tons of programs for a lot of small businesses yes and being here in sherman phoenix actually you know what shout out to drew holiday um specifically i gotta give dog love because he recently started the holiday fund, him and his wife. Mm-hmm. And I've seen so many people, personal people I know, benefiting from his uh, his grants and whatnot, even here being in Sherman Phoenix. I think that's one of the one of the number one things I'm proud of to be in Sherman Phoenix. Yes. Cause you know me, we started on the South Side in little workshops and grew to this that I see so many small businesses. Let me change that. See so many black businesses making big moves. Right. And a lot of them are getting funding from the city. Even when I was looking to expand here, the building was like, look, do this, this, and this by this date. Mm-hmm. We can get you this, this, and this grant. Something that prior to before getting here, I never knew nothing about. Yeah. I never knew I could do this. I have been funding this whole business by myself for at least the last five years. Mm. When I could have got so many different opportunities right. and I never knew that he was there. Yeah. All it takes is me to record a five minute video of what I plan on doing with it. And now here's $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, like stuff to grow right. a business that a lot of people just did not know. And people like you, I love to death because you make that information accessible. Mm-hmm. There may be that one person who wants to start a t-shirt apparel but don't realize there's more steps to it. So you'll put in position of here's the classes I suggest you take. Here's programs that's covering this. Here's money that can front you to get started. Here's people you can work with. You know, we could build our own community as long as we talk to each other. Right. And the reason why I'm, I am that way is because so many people have not provided me with resources. Even to this day, like with this wellness center, right? I've been reaching out to people here about natural herbs and trying to find a supplier. And no, even though the business is not even in the city of Milwaukee, nobody will plug me. And and it makes no sense to me because think about it like, well, the value of the dollar is already decreasing. Let's say we take it away. All we can do is trade anyways, right? Trade so there will always be enough to go around. Exactly. And I think a lot of that comes from the mentality that they feel that by giving what I have, it's when that shortage comes, now I'm hurting. Right. And people don't understand. It's not really that serious. Natural remedies mean that it will regrow itself eventually. So you'll always be supplied. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, let's stop here. Okay. Let's talk about the wellness center. Because I still got to run up on it one of these days. Okay. So um, the wellness center is something that I've always wanted to do. I know. When I first was, um, not when I got diagnosed, but when I went through my recovery, Taz, rest in peace to Taz. I love her so much. Taz um, passed away from breast cancer as well. But I had the opportunity to visit her multiple times about the holistic approach in which it worked for her initially right um it was able to she was able to 
um, remove the tumor by taking a holistic approach. Right. So she's the person who technically put me on to the holistic approach. Right. So throughout the years, um, I just was trying different things. Shout out to my brother, Chris Burton. He's in school right now to be a doctor. And I work with him a lot on different uh, solutions and um, strategies and mixing different things to, to try to cure people. Right. Um, so I wanted to do, I wanted to do a holistic wellness center. Um, and, and my, um, my better half, my husband, he, he does fitness. So, the goal was to merge them together. Um, it really wasn't it even makes sense. Yeah, it really wasn't even a. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, like, I'm not going to say a well-thought-out process. It, was, it didn't take long. It just happened. Right. Which is how I know that, y'all made it happen because right. it just happened organically so i just decided like hey let's do it um we're doing it in in the a and which is actually a smart place to start at yeah in one week we found the spot and that's Got one everything. thing yeah. it's just now just getting out it's marketing for you basically yeah, but it's, it, and even with the Holistic Wellness Center, it's not necessarily about just the natural herb aspect. It's about healing people as a whole. Right. Turning them on to the truth of the scriptures, getting their mental together, their physical, the the diet, everything. It's a lifestyle. It's not a trend. It's a lifestyle. That mental part is going to be the hardest part. Um, To a certain extent. Because when you, when you walk in a righteous path, um, first and foremost, people real recognize real. True. And one thing we we cannot run from is the truth. Not my truth, not your truth, but the truth. Okay. Right. So when you hit people with the truth, some people, some spirits are going to decline it. And that's completely fine. Of right. Course. Because the goal is not to uh, save everybody. <laughs> right. But. While on Earth, while walking, walking in purpose, what I've learned is that. I've been loyal to so many people, the wrong people. Mm. And I have not been as loyal to the most high. So when I started to do that, I started to realize that that's the only thing that matters. With me doing so, 
I never worry. I'm well, I'm not gonna say never. I'm getting out of the ways of worrying about whether or not someone is going to be receptive to the information and knowledge that I have as it pertains to helping them is either you take it or you don't. If you take it, let's rock and roll. I got you. If okay. you don't, more power to you. I'm do you. You got this. I'm actually going to, next time I come down to Atlanta, I'm definitely making sure I come stop through. it. Come through. Uh, I'm actually do. We got raw day. honey. How did you get raw honey, fam? Oh, so Let me find out you got a whole <laughs> beehive out in the backyard. You just going and shaving on the weekend, fam. So we have a uh, honey that has ginger, honey that has uh, buckweed, uh, okay. raw uh, white milk, thistle honey, raw red honey. Right. So my favorite is the raw white milk thistle honey. I love it. And when you taste the honey, you're going to realize that the honey in the store is not as authentic. You definitely can tell that. We have natural herbs for teas. Um, we're going to have sage, you know, the basics. Um, and then eventually branch off to, you know, soups and, and vegan food. So I'm two months, no meat. I slipped up twice. I'm I'm not afraid to say I, it was my mother's birthday and I wanted a steak so bad. So that's what I ate. I let it right? slide. I let it and slide. then one day I had, you know, I'm always in the taco truck in Bronzeville. That's like the best tacos in the city. And I typically get vegan tacos. But this time I got the taco with the steak. So I slipped up twice in two months. But I, I'm not perfect. I so mean, I, it's, know, it's a process. Cool. You can't just quit meat cold turkey. Man. Takes a while, you know. <laughs> yeah. You gotta slowly get there, you know. I feel you on that though. It does. But uh, my mind just went blank. Yeah, because I just hit you with a hoe. You're like, wait, what? What you, is that? You're like, you vegan fan? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm. Confused. Well, I'm not vegan because you're getting there. I'm still eating dairy, and I'm trying not to. But I have let the meat go because not because it's the cool thing to do, and I'm trying to, you know, but right. because my body. Number one, I don't want to risk getting cancer again. Right, you got to be very two, careful with your body. I tried it for one week, and I started waking up at five thirty in the morning without an alarm clock. Just energetic. Meat definitely plays a major factor on um, what drains us and slows us down. Because at the end of the day, no matter how you cook it, you have to realize to yourself you are putting something dead in, in your something body. alive. It makes no sense. And it, it really doesn't. I get it when we were out in the wild trying to survive, but we're not anymore. Right. You know, I actually have a homegirl. Uh, shout out to Butterfly. She put me onto a couple of her vegan meals and they were actually better than some regular meals I've had. And really, like when I eat, I don't sometimes I don't whip up a whole vegan meal. I just eat the sides. I still go to barbecues, all of that. It's just I eat the meat. I'm gonna eat the yams, I'm gonna eat the greens, I'm gonna eat the black eyed peas. I'm just not eating the meat. Right. That's all it is. You just leaving the neck bone in the pot. That's it. That's it. Ain't no <laughs> meat, ain't no meat on the neck bone anyway. Which is really <laughs> just wasting your time. But that's like the most niggerish shit I've ever heard. But that's a different story. <sighs> Cosmetics. Cosmetics. So, Callie Rain Cosmetics is named after my daughter, Callie Rain. I knew that. I just want you to say it. The reason why I started it was because uh, one thing I learned from Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. was that legacy is more important than life. We're going to get on that in a minute. <laughs> so, I wanted to make sure, she's four, I wanted to make sure at this age I started something so that um, she could have something before she even hit high school, right. you know, and it's hers. Um, but the cosmetics line started with me making um, home-based cosmetics. And then I really sat down and thought, like, I, I withdrew that and thought, like, 
everybody is so fixed on just slapping stuff on their skin. But right. in all actuality, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start the wellness center also, it starts with your diet. Big facts. You can have all of the blemish removers and the makeup and the soaps and face washes. But if you don't drink enough water, if you don't eat the right foods, your skin is still going to be crap. It's still going to be bad. And then the crazy part about it is, is people, women mostly, because not too many men, women literally will put makeup to hide the blemishes instead of correcting them. Correct. Yes. Yep. So you'll sit here with like bags, dark spots, yeah. blemishes on your skin when instead of putting this makeup on, you could have did the skincare regimen instead and would have came out a whole lot better. Another portion of the teeth, of, of the cosmetic line is teeth whitening. Um, I started doing the teeth whitening. Shout out to my sister Bridget in the A. Bridget put me on this. Well, Chairman put me on it and then he introduced me to Bridget and then Bridget trained me and it was like, yo, nobody at the crib do this. Nobody put other people on, you know, so we Shout have, out to sis. A lot of that has to, you got to remember, our city is a is a crab in a barrel mentality. Yeah. Some of it came from, and I hate to put this, when Chicago people came up and they seen that we wasn't on to some of the stuff they was on, they started pushing what they had and was being stingy with their information. So when somebody got something, they started being stingy with their information. And next thing you know it, the whole city don't want to share nothing. Don't want to share anything. And it'd be free. So she she provided me with how to do it, trained me on how to do it. And the products I use are vegan. And most importantly, I'm gonna be realistic because I'm not I'm never politically correct, right? Nah, that's why you here. My people, everybody don't got insurance, right? And niggas don't even know what that is, fam. Let's be honest. And when the pandemic came, a lot of people lost jobs. Does that does that mean that you can't walk around with a pretty smile? Does that mean that you can't get your teeth whitened? Now, I don't fix teeth. I don't fix stank breath. I don't fix none of that stuff. All I do is whiten it. So if you want um, a consultation as it pertains to your, your dental health, then I do suggest you go to your doctor. All I can do is just make your smile beautiful. And you do that. I mean, I got some work to do on myself, well, but when I get when I get when I get the veneers and, and niggas whole grill is shiny, <laughs> I'm gonna come see you twice a week. Get my hair cut and then come see you. That's how we going. <laughs> that's how we gonna do it. Niggas is gonna be 50 years old, mm. fly as hell for no reason. But you bring up the chairman. Yes. And when I found out that you partnered with the chairman, I wasn't surprised. Like when I actually seen the photos of you at the filming of uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, I'm like, that's where you belong. So I actually met Chairman a decade ago. I had a feeling you did. It, it, it had to have been some history there because you just you were there and you were comfortable. Yeah, I met Chairman a decade ago. He came to. UW uh, Milwaukee and he spoke. I went to go see him speak and um sister uh uh what is Nate Nate Gilliam. Right. He took me to a, a Huru event where I met um sister Daphne and um I got cool with her and then I she she rocked with chairman so I ended up getting cool with chairman as well. Um and I just I studied I stu well first and foremost I've always studied the Black Panther Party, yeah, Minister cool. Huey P. Newton, Chairman yeah. Fred Hampton Jr., uh, Chairman Bobby Seale. So that that's always been instilled in me. Um, once I got around Chairman, and I'm grateful for him uh, because 
he was the first person to show me what structure and discipline was. Mm. And it took me a while because like you said, when we first started, you know, I was, I was nothing like what I am today. And I, and I'm okay with that because growth is everything, but watching him and learning and just picking up on certain things, um, most definitely he instilled a lot of structure and discipline in me. And what ended up happening was, um, I ended up being his executive assistant. Okay. Um, he serves the people. Right. So he most definitely does. When you serve the people, that can be, you know, a lot. Right. On top of having to do a movie and all of the things that goes on behind the scenes right. that people don't see. Um, so even even being on a set, it wasn't that I was on the set because it was a movie. It was because I was paying respects um, to, to chairman, Mother Akua and Chairman Fred Hampton Jr. Right. Um, and the legacy in general of the Black Panther Party. So let me ask you a question. What was your honest opinion on the movie? I love it. So what people have to understand is that wasn't what it was supposed to be. Chairman and Mother Akua fought tooth and nail to even get the name of the movie changed. It was originally called Jesus Was My Homeboy. That's stupid. The script was not um, sustainable. So there was a lot of back and forth behind scenes, a lot of things happening behind scenes um, for to protect the legacy. Right. Right. So the movie is um, to the best that they could do, simply amazing. Um, it, it, it's fulfilling, but it's also it's a, it's a, it's a different kind of pain. True. You know, because. Like a lot of people when they're on set, they may feel like, oh my gosh, I'm on a movie set. But my thought process was like, how many times can Mother Akua replay this? Right. She was there. She was. You know, so to have to see it reenacted and then Chairman, him to have to see it reenacted and he was inside of her stomach when it happened. It's, it, that was what was most important to me. And to the fact that not only it being reenacted, it being reacted correctly. Correctly protecting the legacy right because because uh, white america would change the thing in a heartbeat and we all know that <laughs> when they assassinated the members of the black panther party that the goal was never to make the story a public thing exactly right? so um once again just that in itself of even having the opportunity to be a part of that um is showing respect to their legacy and also create minds in the same. And I'm just, and it's not something that happened purposely. It just happened organically, but I'm grateful. It did. And shout out to the cast. Y'all did y'all shit. They did. Uh, they did. Like they some did. of them, I can't look at the same anymore um, because they are such phenomenal actors and mm -hmm. actresses that now anytime they get in a role, I, they body them every single time. Yes. Like, I became a huge fan of Lakia because of that. That was proper preparation for them to me because I remember hear, hearing Chairman speak about um, Lakeith Stanfield not knowing that he was going to be playing the role. He didn't. I remember him saying that too. He didn't know that he was going to play that role. And he said in, 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 in an interview, it fucked him up yeah. that he was playing this particular role yep. out of all of them. 
and even then it still was some contradictions because as you can see like they they still kind of based it not chairman but like you know they kind of based it still around the story of him but all in all the it was it was they still got yeah. a, a large portion of the the actual story out there as much as possible yep <sighs> what's next for you because we're getting close to the end of our time today um well let's do this before we ask that i want to ask you one question no, no, it's, i'm not i'm not kind of no no i'm not tripping i no, said no. it's exclusive so you guys no, you up, but i kind of already know no you don't okay go okay. Ahead. this right. is not the same tone this is i'm different i'm business right now even okay. though even though people are professing they love for you and everything like that who people who like who uh, you don't need to know that you a married woman Oh no no I'm not I'm not concerned about like nah, the internet like that I'm just nah, saying just why do people they love you I love I love the people they respect you they love you some love love you um that's um, corralling right here in the conversation but okay so recently and I want your honest opinion on it because I know you're gonna be straight up um recently they just got done announcing that they have a vaccine ready for the youth for the kids mm -hmm. under 11 years old um. First of all, are you for or against it? To be honest with me, fam. You know, you already know the answer. But you, I don't know. I don't know, man. You might you know change. damn well I'm not putting that shit in me and my children. Okay. The big conversation that has recently came up, and it it really threw me for a loop, is in a society where there's both a husband and wife or a co-parenting society where they're taking care of full responsibility of their children together. If one parent wants the vaccination and the other one doesn't, mm. who's right? So I actually had a situation. Um, my my ex-husband, we, we co-parent very good and he's for it, if I'm not mistaken, obviously he's for it and I'm not. So I think the way it works is just like I just say that I don't want him to do it and he he just respect that I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't know if there's like a right or wrong thing. It's just that um it has to be a mutual agreement be between the two that in a respect type of thing. So respectfully, I don't want my children to be injected with that and I ask that you respectfully not do it you know but, um but what if what if the fears get the greater of him and he does well because, I don't speak about the, the fear because the fear mongering that's going on when it comes to what could happen it's even getting to the point where jobs are getting to the point where they're forcing kids like if i'm not mistaken the school board here in milwaukee just got mandated yeah that they have to take it that's foul because it's people that have been working at MPS for years that lost their jobs because they can make their own executive decision about what goes on inside of their body. I feel you on that. So as far as me and him, um, I I don't know because that ha that's not the case. So I can't speak about the unknown. True, true. All I know is that my children and myself will not be taking the vaccine, nor will we participate in any government experience experiment. <laughs> You feel like they Tuskegee in us? I don't feel. I mean, the proof is already out there. There's people who had COVID and 
and and let me say this it's not to de denounce covid but there's people that had it that got the the vaccination and still got it again this is true so and i'm a cancer survivor so nobody's sticking anything inside of me that's uh pause <laughs> as far as medicine <laughs> it's funny when a woman pauses <laughs> because no, it, i wasn't standing in like i know a, a i know, I know. it's I just funny there, like you know clear your thought. Though. But anyways, i know it's just funny um, like i have to be very careful about what i intake it definitely and that's I'm i think that's clear. why i wanted your opinion because you have to be 100 cautious about anything the medicine you take the food you eat the water you drink because your body has a risk factor a high right. risk factor at that so the vaccination um i got it mm -hmm. okay um i more so got it from my mother my mother is very very ill and her only request that she's ever asked any of her kids is to get vaccinated that way if you happen to get it i know it is 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 if you happen to get it you don't bring it to me mm -hmm. you know so she just wants that reassurance. So I went and got it um, from my mother. Casio Charger. You can definitely see it. Thank you. you about to die. I actually tried to give it to you at first. Oh, I didn't know. You rejected yeah. my love from my charger. <laughs> nah, um, I had two anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I just, just you know, with the kids, I'm not doing it right away. Mm -hmm. Me, I can risk my life. I've lived on this planet for 43 years. If I made a choice for my family and it ended my life, I lived a good life. Right. I'm not going to put my kids at that risk, though. Yeah, but I think that, every, well, first and foremost, being black is a risk. Number two. Big facts. Um, anytime that someone is, I mean, it's, my issue is this. My issue is that time and time again, and, and this is, this is just the real there has been physical proof that we have been experimented on. Oh, no doubt. Physical proof that the things that they inject in us is not safe. I mean, the cancers, the diseases, everything is man-made. Right. So why why do we continuously trust the people that oppress us? Because we're conditioned to. Think about it. You could be, I'm conditioned to a lot of stuff. But we are conditioned to, to you, but executive decision to say, are you going to like somebody, you know, I'm, I had to go through the process of unlearning to relearn. But see, that's just it. You went through the process. Some people are comfortable with being ignorant. They are. Okay. And a lot of people went through the whole thing. I'm not getting vaccinated. This is a violation of our rights to hold nine yards. What rights? We don't have rights as the black. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I hear what you're saying. And then it's like, okay, the job that you have is now in danger. Mm -hmm. Because so many of our people are not skilled workers or they don't know how to go out and make something happen on their own. They rely on a nine to five to get them from point A to point B in life. Ooh, my job is in danger. Let me now go get this they've done exactly what you wanted them to do regardless of whatever the outcome is so until everyone starts back going towards the path of the righteous yeah the most high then we're all going to be discombobulated most definitely and, and it and and i'm not saying it because that's the easiest thing to say that's 
That's what I know for yeah, a fact. And you walk it, so that's why I believe it from you. Like we we have become so dependent on the government, a government that was never created for us, mm. a country that was built by us but not for us. They only want to give us a little money on the side, no. And they honestly, like, man, all I can say is direct people to the scriptures. Most definitely. Like because. Uh, the back and forth between whether you should or you shouldn't. I think common sense wise people, I, for the most part, I, I know for a fact that our people know that this is something that we should not take. But right. because they are afraid of um, being broke and they are of the materialistic world, Ooh. it's a problem. See me, I'm a hustler. I didn't have nothing. So if a job tell me, and I know this is not everybody's situation, but the right. reason the reason why I'm saying this is because I have built up enough strength and faith to know that y'all will always guide me. Most definitely. So that if a job come and tell me that I cannot, I can no longer work for them, in which I shouldn't be working for them anyways, then unless I get the vaccination, then I have to be terminated. Okay. You're not going to tell me what I can put and what I can't put inside my body because you didn't create for. me. That's the jazz I was looking for right there. <laughs> and we've come to the end of this episode. You didn't create me. Wait, before we go, I got to But I was, was going to give you your moment. Oh, I'm I'm not, we're not done. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Give your shout out. I what just, you up to? How they can find you? Oh, uh, if you're trying to be found. On Instagram, I wanted to direct people to my husband's um, music as well. Um, it's not rap music. It's, it's strictly um, uplifting God. It's strictly about the most high about the scriptures. Um, the scripture of truth is out now. Okay. You can download it. Uzi Y'all, formerly known as Slick Puller, download it on um, Apple Music. The video just dropped on YouTube. And um, I would, I want to refer people to the truth. So the reason why I'm saying this is because a lot of people know me from music and they know my grind and, and all of that stuff. But if you don't take anything away from um, hearing me speak or my interviews, please take away this. The only being that matter is the most high. The only person that has control over you is the most high. The most only definitely. person, the only being who you owe your loyalty to is Yah. Nothing or nobody else matters. I promise. And I know because I'm walking it and I have walked it. And there's been so many situations I've been in that it has he's proven to me right this is why she's one of my favorite people that i'm not related to <laughs> and this is why we didn't talk about music this episode because you got to go back because this is not her first interview with us and find the episode where all we talked about was music i want to focus on the woman this time yes. next time we'll talk about the mission yeah I, I might get back to it you know after the video he just dropped i was very inspired so I may I'm wait, okay. I may drop something. I want to see what this gonna sound like now. Um, it won't be too different. I'm not asking to be different. I just want to hear what it's gonna sound. We see a mature rapper is a completely different rapper. Yes. Than when they were hungry. Mm, well, I'm still hungry, just hungry. I'm a warrior for y'all. That's the only difference. Hey, that changes everything. I agree. Look at Luda first album. Look at Luda last album. It's two different vibes. Not made for everybody. Yeah. DJ Quick went from talking about the night he got drunk to dropping the rhythmalism. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Same guy. Right. It's all maturity. So I can't wait for your next project to come out. So for everybody, 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Where I Come From. I once again like to thank Jazz for popping in. Her hat to match my hat, just the other way around. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on all streaming platforms. That's Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to your music at. Make sure you look her up. Follow every single thing she is doing. If you are in the A, go check out the Wellness Center, fam. I'm dead ass. The Ami Wellness Center on Ralph David Abernathy Drive on the West. I'm sorry, Boulevard on the West End. Yeah, you got to be specific with the boulevards on the drive. So it's right next door to the West End Mall. So uh, if you're in the A. Done. If you know where the West End Mall is, you could pull up. If you're in Milwaukee, Cali Brand Cosmetics, I'm in Mequon off of Port Washington Road to get your teeth whitening. Go Keep your head of society. The Hip Hop Garden is on 14th of Burleigh. Um, If you're interested in the community work of the Iris and Classics, follow me on Instagram, The Jazzy Effect, and I can assist you and point you in that direction as well. So basically what she's saying is there's no reason why you shouldn't be fucking with her, fam. That's what I got. And with that being said, people, we out of here. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.